source it out. So source it out. And also, uh, you know, there are things called libraries um, that are separate from the internet. Is that where that I are can, pre-internet? That's where I can rent movies, right? It's where you can go and get rent movies for free. It's true. A library card costs two dollars. Zero dollars. Oh, is it zero dollars? Oh, it's zero dollars. Yeah. See, I digress. So <laughs> you go in and go into the old school card catalog. Stop. Stop. Grandma's find, here. Grandma's in town. Find a subject. Let's say um, Earth's spherical shape. That's a good subject. Basic astronomy. Science. Uh, basic stuff like how what's our solar system is built like. So find multiple books that go back beyond nineteen before nineteen. If you're not that interested in reading complicated books, I will tell you that yeah. my four year olds have some really interesting books about space and yeah. the universe that pretty much tells you what you need to know. It's very simple. They're very short. Yeah. Gets if right you don't the trust the um the websites, the NASA website where they have pictures. Of, of the solar system right, like and Mars. literal pictures. And Jupiter and Saturn. Uran- mm-hmm. y- you know, well, I'm sorry. Uranus is no longer um, a planet. It's Uranus. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, so I, I say this. I mean, I'm, we're joking, but I think when people hear something that's absurd sometimes, it's good to be open-minded. Yeah. But be open-minded to facts. Yes. Um, the fact is the sun is in the middle of our solar system. And the planets circle it in a circular motion. So you motion. just said on an axis. We're the sun. That's what I heard. No. Uh, what? I'm confused. And we, it, Earth is spherical. Spherical. That spherical. means flat, right? No, that means circular. What? It's a ball. <laughs> um, and the reason why water doesn't fall off of it is because of gravity. No, it drops down into space. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. know. Because I drew a picture of it. Okay. So. Okay. Oh, I know. Okay. And then when I drew a picture of it, I wrote it down. Okay. I said the earth is flat. So that makes and it real. when I looked it up, I looked it up in the picture yeah. of the book that I wrote, and it said the earth is flat because I had written it. Okay. And okay. so that's how it's real. Okay. Oh, I think my other theory is that people uh-huh. smoke a lot of weed. Oh, there you go. And then they think, <laughs> yeah, the earth must be flat. Flat because I don't know any better. I mean, yeah. so, I just, I was listening to a podcast. I don't know what it was today in the car and they were they played a little snippet it pisses me off when people do this because i like trump trump the orange man i'm gonna call him the orange man his voice it just makes me want to die a little like just a little right not a lot don't call anybody i'm, I'm fine i'm the best at everything yeah see i'm, I'm triggered uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry this is a safe space he's a safe space thank you <laughs> so so i thought what if his voice calmed me. And I think of the amount of people out there, like, who, who is comforted by his horrific oh, words. Yeah, I see what you're Do saying. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like, saying. and I think that if you go there, mm-hmm. if you're like, the earth is flat, white people are better, mm-hmm. you're all overreacting, mm-hmm. everything's fine. The Muslims are trying to take us over. Obviously. <laughs> Then, like, would you have less anxiety? Yeah. Right? Like, I, we no. and I have to live in this world. That's the thing. His yeah. supporters seem to be even more riled up. They are they, winning. They, this uh, is what I want to say about this. Okay. okay, so you guys won an election. You won. 
Yeah. You know, through All uh, the, the electoral wanted. college, not um, the popular vote, but mm-hmm. you won. You, you still won. Russia was your friend here, but you but won. you still won, yeah. right? So we're all like, fuck this. So you won that. You guys control the House and the Senate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys are still bitching With, and complaining. What's like fucking problem? Oh my God, we're when, being attacked. Yeah, yeah, that's what usually uh-huh. happens when you're on top, right? Yeah, uh-huh, that's right. We're cutting you down because you, what, are going to push a predator onto the Supreme Court? Why are you bitching? They're all acting like they have been losing. You yes, guys are winning. Time. You guys are winning. It's, it's, I mean, right? Like, but we, they're we, acting we, like we, they're losing. Obama was president, but we did not have both the Senate and the House. We were still like, oh, it's okay. It's Obama's okay. president, yep. you know, and some things are doing okay. Yep. Some things are not, but we were chill. We were not in your face. We walked away. Yeah. We went to Pilates class and we had coffee together. Yeah. Everything was fine. Yeah. Now you have everything and you're like, we were like oh men's grievances <laughs> oh what oh oh here is my little fiddle that is playing you <laughs> your sad sad song oh come 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 wipe your tears with my little fiddle how small is the fiddle it's so tiny it fits between my finger and my thumb oh zhubu zhubus your poor big manly tears i'm so sorry oh yeah. yeah. Tell us how you really feel. How do I feel? About They're just like, the oh, men are being attacked. I'm sorry. Um, sexual assault yeah. has been at epidemic proportions for centuries so here's all what, over the world. I have children who, as I've made very obvious, I adore. Right, I of course, love. Of course. Drive me insane. That's okay. Do Am I worried that one day someone will falsely accuse them of sexual assault? Right. No. No, you're not. Do you know why? Why? Because that's not going to happen. (laughs) That's why. Because the numbers back you up. Uh Uh-huh. The numbers back you up. The percentage, the possibility of that is so low. Yeah. It's not even half a thought. Yeah. What do I worry about? Will they stand up to their friends if they see an aggressive moment happen? Yeah. That is what I have to teach yeah. my children. Not only do you, are you kind and respectful yeah. and kowtow to the woman because you are almost always, I don't know, I'm sure there's some moments where the man is uh, weaker than the woman, but in general, yeah. you have the power. Yeah. You the, are, most women aren't Katie know. Sandwina, our strong right. woman. Like, like most if, women are not look, her. If, you, if, if my daughter was Katie Sandwina, I would not be concerned. <laughs> But most people's daughters are not. Check out that episode, people. It's so good. Uh, so good. I love her. Uh, but like, yeah, it's, you know, we're going to get off our political soapbox because this upsets us too. And we do yeah. this to make you guys laugh, to inform you, but also to make you laugh. And also... And play my little figure <laughs> to wipe your little tears of pain, big manly man. Well, on that note, I think uh-huh. we should get started. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to put my fiddle away. Oh, my God. That is going to play out in my head and make me <laughs> smile. I, it's going to make me smile for the rest of the evening. It is a gift I give you. Thank you. You're welcome. I think you're first this I'm week. I'm first. Okay. Yes. So we had like a little pause to do our special yes. episode. And then. And you uh, were doing some family time. Birthday. A, you got turned up for I the mean, birthday. I, I got so turned up for my birthday, you guys. Um, And then we went away. And then my friends threw like a little like cute like kids birthday party for me we had like Aww. it was really sweet and they made me a really really good chocolate cake Ooh. i mean uh that cake that you guys yeah. you and sal had 
Mm, I'm still dreaming. I about mean, it. that when they made me, I was I know, right? Oh Once a year. Me and this my, is uh, why you should be friends with me. Me and my friend were like, we should have got another slice of cake. You should have. <laughs> you should have, girl. Because they were eating it, watching Insecure. Yeah, and we were like, <laughs> we need another insecure piece. Insecure with that cake is like the best thing oh ever. Oh my god, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> oh, Insecure is so good this season. We offer. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, I I still have to watch the last episode, and I'm holding off because once I watch the last episode, like I, I have to wait a year or something. I know. And it was, I remember the end of season two. I was like, no, because like, I love, like, I want to hang out I know, with only eight. Ugh. It's not enough. It's not enough. Why aren't they giving, why aren't they giving her 12 or 13? I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's actually their decision. <laughs> I think, I think Probably. HBO would let them do more, but. Really? Yeah. yeah. We, we need more. Yeah. They have a life. It takes a lot to make a TV show. I guess. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so who's your notorious okay. woman this week? So we just finished up the Jewish holidays. So I was kind of going on a, a Jewish badass woman theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue with uh, a woman named Gertrude Berg. She was born October 3rd. She just had her birthday. Oh, yeah. That's right. Happy well, birthday. I mean, she's passed. Gertrude. 1899. Oh. So she's Okay. Well, with a name like Gertrude, I kind of. That's one of those old timey names. I know my name is <laughs> Gertrude. Gertie. Yeah, I mean, right? Do you? Can you, it's Gertie. I know a cute little girl named Some Gertie. Some hipster is gonna name their little. It's gonna girl. Gertie's coming back. It's coming. back. I think we just brought it back. I, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. welcome. What? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> We're the same person. Now. <laughs> okay, so she was born in East Harlem. Her birth name was Tilly Edelstein. Her parents were Jacob and Diana Edelstein. Her dad was Russian. Her mother was English. Okay. Um, so her mother had been grieving the loss of her baby brother. Aww. So it just kind of gets right into it. She was born, uh, obviously, uh, she was the firstborn, and then her baby brother was born and died. Um, and her mom had several mental health breakdowns. And I, I mean, in, in those days, Aww. they had... You just you did not take care no. of the family who lost a baby. You oh. just they like just get on with it. Yeah, there's an episode of uh, what is it? The Doctor Show from the 1900s. The midwife called the midwife. No, but I love it. Um, <laughs> oh, um, oh, uh, you know the Nick, the Nick, the Nick. Yes, and I only saw the first season, but the, you know a woman lo- loses her baby, and uh, so they give her another baby. <laughs> Oh. And they're just, because they're clueless. There's no. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. No, 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 that's not how that works. I can't works. imagine like, oh, little baby. Yeah. There's a little baby. I can't Ugh, imagine. Oh, I mess up. Oh. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's yeah. very hard and it's very sensitive. And but those a lot days, of women went through it. I mean, in, in like before modern medicine at yeah. all, it was, it was like one in six. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean,. Yeah. I mean, and that's why they have, that's even now, their first birthday party is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, I think in Chinese culture, it's 100 days. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. You celebrate and you celebrate because the kid made it to 100 days. Yeah. Um, so they, she lost, she had breakdowns and they put her in a sanitarium. Yeah. It just makes me think of like what that, that would not happen today. Cause it's like, you're sad, uh, postpartum. We, we can't even begin to talk about that. So let's just put her in like a, a sanatorium and, and like give her cold showers and, right. and drug no, her up. Get and her over it. Get her over it. Like, I mean, uh, Oh, poor lady. Terrible. 
Uh, and she died a year later. Of course. Of course Because those she places did. were horrible. Oh, my God. Oh That's why they became illegal. Yeah. Um, so her family ran a resort hotel in Fleischmann's, which was a, a town in the Catskills. Oh. This is the Jewishest story I've ever told. And, what do they call uh, it? The, uh, it's a boish... The Bor- the borscht belt the borscht belt yeah okay yeah the borscht belt yeah uh, so while she was she was a kid she produced and wrote shows to entertain the hotel guests oh wow uh, she did it as she was growing up and as she was older she met her husband Louis Berg uh, at the hotel in 1919 she married him and they eventually had two children uh, her son so was born twenty in- she married. Yeah, nineteen. Okay. Well, nineteen nineteen. Yeah. Oh, at the age of twenty. Yeah, the yeah. age of twenty. Yeah. Um, I was like, no, it's nineteen nineteen. <laughs> oh, okay. Eighteen ninety nine. See, I went who's to first. Listen, I went to public school, but mm-hmm. I can count to twenty. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so can my children. Okay. Hey, leave I'm Florida so education very alone. Proud of my children. That's what that point was. Um, nineteen twenty two. Her son was born, and nineteen twenty six. Her daughter was born. Oh. Um. I'm always fascinated because this is before birth control. Yeah. Like, how did, how you did they do? Maybe they did the rhythm method. Maybe, and maybe the they, rhythm method maybe, works. Maybe they didn't want any children and they did the rhythm method. So they got two. They got two. That yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. 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 Um, so her husband's sugar factory burned down in the early 20s. Ooh. Um. Okay. That happened. After you know my handwriting. Um, <laughs> that look uh, on your face is like, no, it's not happening. I'm reading nothing right now, and yet all these letters. Um she, after she graduated high school, she took extension courses at Columbia University. She she uh she took Oh she attended? Yeah. She took a semi autobiographical skit about a Jewish family in a Bronx tenement and turned it to a radio show. Oh. Um Oh, wow. That's impressive, Gertie. Right? So. Wow. Okay. They, she wrote, she has, so they had a typewriter, but she wrote her script by hand, which is something totally I would do, oh. as is evidenced by this fucking yeah, notebook right here. Yeah, the cramped in your hand. Uh-huh. Like. I know. I know. I oh. don't, I don't like it either. I'm with her. <laughs> I'm with her in so many ways. <laughs> um, it's called a callback. You hit, <laughs> see what, see what the funny was, see. <laughs> So, so take a pen and a paper. I'll explain it to you. Yes. My husband does that to me all the time. Here's why that was funny. And now that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the executive, when she went to, to try to sell this, said he couldn't read her handwriting. So she read the whole thing to him out loud. Her performance sold both the script and her, and her in the lead role. Oh. So she continued to write the show's scripts by hand in pencil through the whole run of the semi-autobiographical skit about a Jewish family in the Bronx. The creation of the character of Molly Goldberg was unearthed. Have you heard of her? No. She was... Okay. I'll tell you more. Well, you know my show is the Goldberg, um, so of course I'm... I thought I'm of like, you. like, okay. She was the original Mrs. Goldberg. <laughs> I love her. I love she her. She really her. was. So in... Uh, uh, what, did I, what is that? N-O-R? November 20th. <laughs> That was a V. See, that was a V. 1929, a 15-minute episode of The Rise of the Goldbergs was first broadcast on the NBC radio network. Uh, She started making $75 a week, 
Less than two years later, in the midst of the Great Depression, she let the sponsor propose a salary. They said, quote, Mrs. Berg, we can't pay a cent over $2,000. Oh, okay. Okay. Sounds good. Good. He's like, I would like to make $2,000 a week. Today. Hello, right now. Yeah. Right now. During the Depression? Change my fucking life. Oh, my Lord. Um, I know. But she was doing everything, so. She was doing everything. She was writer. She was the lead actress. Um, so her husband had lost his job. This is why she started this. He eventually became a, a consulting engineer and very successful. He refused to be photographed with her for publicity purses, purposes, purses. I want a new purse. Um, because he didn't want to infringe on her success. Wow. He didn't want to be the man behind. Yeah, yeah. Which is amazing. We talk about that shit all the time. He's like, she did this. This is her. Yep. I had nothing to do with this. Big up to the decent and awesome men out there we found like four yeah in our travels. i mean because you know me you know, I, I don't no, i do she, not give y'all any slack so no but see, but i'm a, I'm a woman i'm a grown-ass woman and i can appreciate a grown-ass man yes big ups too. to him mm-hmm. um he reminds me of my sweet husband oh who is um, that that husband who is explaining why it's funny is yeah that- no but then i say shut up <laughs> You two are so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's funny. Yeah, but he sometimes is. I'm funny too, you know. <laughs> um, so she became intertwined with the identity of Molly Goldberg. She, the oh. character is the big-hearted matriarch of a Jewish family in a time when there was a lot of discrimination against Jews. Mm-hmm. She was a welcome character in millions of homes, and she managed to introduce this character and this family brilliantly. She melded charm, comedy, and she also didn't use a lot of Jewish props. So she what is, wanted... What is Jewish props? <laughs> if you film... Uh, and, and I think the Goldbergs does this too. I'll be honest. I feel like it's the same thing. They're making a relatable Jewish family. Right. And since, you know... I mean, I've been to towns, it's happening now, where um, they don't know who Jews are. The -hmm. idea of a Jewish person is scary. We killed Jesus, and maybe we have horns on our heads. Like, that's still out there. Yeah, It's still prevalent. Um, I don't know if the word is prevalent, but it's still... No, it's still there. Deeply there more than we give credence to. No, anti-Semitism definitely exists. It's solid, which is why all the Jews that voted for Trump, I'm like, you guys are too comfortable. (laughs) You fucking get off your fucking couch. You're like history would point to Come that it with won't, me to yeah. Idaho and let me introduce you to some people. Right. I also know some good people in Idaho that yeah, are of course. fighting a good fight, but mm, they yeah. there. So what in order to create sort of a comfortable situation where people can feel like, oh, I relate to you. They don't have a menorah. They don't have a Jewish star. Oh. I like my family's home. You'd see a mezuzah. On, I mean, right, right. It's nothing I think about. Yeah. But it's definitely there. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at my house. I'm like, okay, so it's not really in my house. but I see Shakespeare. I know. It's a lot of Shakespeare. Baby. <laughs> yeah. A lot of Harry Potter. Uh-huh. Okay, so I hear you. My I mother, think, Miriam, I think you are a bad Jew. I'm woman. very bad Jew. But my mother doesn't listen to this podcast. Oh, so <laughs> 
I won't tell her. Thank you. But but around Hanukkah, you'll see we'll take out yeah, the... Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Hanukkiyas. Yeah. And there are things that people put up. I yes. Mean, we sh- we, our ketubah, that's the Jewish wedding thing. It's beautiful. It's the it's the, the contract. Oh, okay. okay. It's literally Aww. the word contract. Uh, it's in a closet somewhere. It's lovely, yeah, though. We yeah. just... Is some one day. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I make fun of you, but my daishiki is uh, mm-hmm. a place I cannot find it. My no. Afro pick. How, um, where is that? I don't see it. It's in a drawer somewhere. Okay. So, uh, okay. you know, power to the people. My, how, my African medallion. How am I going to know that you're black? I, I don't know. I, don't, I, I, I I'm you know. very confused. I, I know. I know. You're, I mean, be clear. <laughs> <laughs> but I never thought about that, though. You're so right. Yeah. Even on the Goldbergs, like. They don't. I mean, yeah. I even noticed. You're right. The, the uh, and I looked because I'm Jewish, so I look for these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Every episode, every every television show has a Christmas episode. They don't always have a Thanksgiving episode, but they always have a Christmas yeah. episode. The Goldbergs. Now I haven't watched it in a while, but I think the first year or two they did a New Year's Eve episode. Yeah. They just skipped it. Yeah. They just don't talk they do other things and it's going on what season seven yeah but you're right about really the well. props i never thought about that because they obviously yeah. in the language and they they uh throw in yiddish a lot yep. which is and know. it's like obviously family that's not going to fully celebrate christmas yeah their kids will probably sh- uh give gifts to their friends for christmas yeah. which is what i totally did but it's not like at home there's nothing to happen that happens have you ever seen the hebrew hammer oh lord with adam goldberg uh-huh. the, mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah okay and Santa's evil, played not, by Andy Dick. I I don't think it's that funny, but not, oh okay, <laughs> I, I could be wrong. I mean, everyone yeah. else thinks it's funny. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I mean, I Adam Sandler's um not the movie Eight Crazy Nights that right was terrible, but the song the song is good. Yeah. Um, also Saturday Night Live. Uh on Moshe, on Herschel, on what's his name? Ooh, oh, I forget. Ooh, which which very era? Funny. Hanukkah Harry. Hanukkah Harry. Hanukkah Harry and Santa Claus get together because Santa gets sexy and Hanukkah Harry <laughs> has to step in and we're all about doing good deeds. So of course Hanukkah Harry is going to be like, Santa, I got this. <laughs> and obviously he gives underwear and socks instead of like good things. Because and the kids are like, what's this? And he's like, I don't understand. I, I give you socks. They're, they're new. They're new socks. Everybody needs socks. Right? So those are my like. But I never thought about that because they're trying to appeal to the masses. To the masses, and so I, they make yeah, it's it's like a, as a form of assimilation, is right? What it is. But uh, at the same time, what it does is just like the Goldbergs. It's not. It's still Jewish. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's very relatable. And at this time, in in this era back then, there was a there was a lot more obvious yeah, discrimination. Yeah. yeah. So I think it was a very good way of they're just like a family, just like you. Yeah. And immigrants could yeah. relate. Right. Um, yeah. She wrote practically all of the shows. Um, That's amazing. The radio episodes, which were more than 5,000. She also wrote a Broadway adaption in 1948 called Me and Molly. Um, It took a lot of convincing, but CBS let her bring the show to television in 1949. Early episodes showed them openly struggling to adapt to American life as immigrants and people related. Wow. She won the first ever Emmy Award. No. What? What? That's amazing. That's my person. Oh my God, Gertie. Right? I'm impressed. Gertie. She won for lead actress in a comedy series. Uh, Her debut of the TV show and the 20th year of the show itself. 
Yeah, I was going to say, so, so by this time, been she'd been doing it like 20, 20 years. years. Yeah. Wow. And the, the CBS show stayed in production for five years. Um, sadly, the co-star, who played her husband, Philip Loeb, uh, was a victim of the McCarthy-era blacklisting. Oh, yeah. Um, and she, he, he stepped down and she tried to fight for him. The series was canceled um, and they wouldn't bring it back with him. He didn't want her to be damaged. And so he said, keep yeah. going. And they still keep But I think it. she was, she, it seems she was going to fight. Yeah. I mean, she had plenty of money. At yeah, that at, point. no, at, yeah. At, at a certain point, it's not about the money. It's about you know having something that you believe in, that you've created, right. that you know that brings people joy. Yeah, you know, and, obviously and, it was popular, and it, it does something positive for culture. Yeah, um, he was well paid off, Philip Loeb, okay. um, but he fell into a deep depression and he committed suicide five years later. Aww. The McCarthy. I mean, I mean, it kind of did. That's exactly what it was intended to do. To yep. weed out anybody who talked about how difficult it was to you know, become quote unquote American and assimilate yeah. and like any difference. It, it, yeah. it really, that's really what the I mean, it's always am- scare was. amazing to me too, how much power these, these white men have, because if you look at what society is truly made up of, mm-hmm. um, I traveled the, to the Midwest, uh, last week and I, I did, I noticed more, you know some areas were more white mm-hmm. like i'm used to a land of more just i don't know yeah because you live in big cities but i yeah, live in yeah, big yeah, cities yeah, yeah. and you're and in the so, arts also so yeah so it's sort of inevitable but yeah. i but and that's maybe why i i notice yeah um and so i guess if you live in that bubble yeah you can hide yeah. and you can oh poor guy oh that sucks very sad but um the sh- she brought the show back a year later and the show ended in 1954 wow uh wow. she then wrote and produced a syndicated film version uh you can currently see it on jewish life television and i watched one episode wait, of, wait, wait, wait. Uh, jewish live television what's what, what what's this what, uh, what's jewish this secret live television i i i i just is that one of those local channels that yeah, you I like the love to tell you that I knew all about it. Like you but get I the Armenian channel. There you, you get go. Like, yeah, like the, like the Korean, Korean channel, channel yeah. the Japanese well, you get channel. get like five Korean channels. The Jews were like, I want a channel. And like, okay. <laughs> I love those channels. I do too. Sometimes it's fun to watch. Like, yeah, I just watch them. I don't things. understand what's going on, but I'm like. And then as an actor, you're like, you really can't cast me in that shit. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I can act poorly. You could pay me to act terribly. I'm good at that. I love um, it. And I watched there's later she made a show called Mrs. G Goes to College. Um, and then they changed the name to Gertrude Berg Show mid-season. But it's about her as a as a widow going to college. To, oh, and Mrs. it's G. really good. And um, Marion Ross plays the daughter. Really? Yes. Oh, my. And it's just it's so like it's it's funny it's very much the americana yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. wasn't actual that wasn't real yeah but but we all still like to watch it them. it uh, it makes you it's kind of makes you feel good yeah, which yeah. i think is fine as long as you're aware that that isn't the real yeah. world that's what that movie pleasantville is about that's why i like yeah. that movie yeah i actually never saw it but it's really good no okay Th- that's what it's about he watches those kinds of shows because his own uh toby mcguire plays the kid because his parents are divorced and like so he just sits and he watches these black and white shows Aww. like Leave It to Beaver and yeah. like yeah. So And that feeling of 
you know, it's like when I watch the Mary Tyler Moore show. Yeah. And Rhoda, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. You just feel like you. Yeah. It's great. Um, back when women's lib had hope. What? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Let's start a commune somewhere. <laughs> I don't really mean that. Um, in 1959, she won a Tony Award for Best Actress in a play called A Majority of One, which was a two-person play with a Japanese man and an American woman who both lost children to World War II. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. She guested on a ton of shows. She won the Sarah Siddons Award for her work in Chicago theater. Um, what is interesting to me, I wrote this down, is that she was a mother. Her character was like America's mother. She was this maternal. Yeah. Because at the Mrs. G goes to college. That she's just like my like hope before you go. Oh, you have a button loose. She has the needle and thread. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. watching it, being like, I'm not that mom. Wow, I'm like the worst mom. She's totally. Uh, um, Beverly Goldberg. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, like original. Before I, yeah, you yeah. know, a little less obnoxious. I'll be yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and she she never had that. Like, she was able to embody it for oh, America. Oh, Because she lost her mom. She lost her mom. Oh, wow. So I, I just thought that was really... That really is amazing. She's yeah. almost like... I mean, it's not the same thing, but it kind of reminds me of, like, Medea. Like, Tyler Perry's <laughs> okay, It's a I'm Man. Like, Medea or Madea? No, Madea. M to the... Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, but, like, how, like... You know, that's basically why people like Medea. It's very broad. And yeah. I like Medea, actually, I think, because Medea reminds me of my grandmother. I, I like um, it, and then sometimes it's... And the, then sometimes it's just ridiculous. That long scene where she won't stop crying. I know. I gotta go. It just goes um, on too much. But yeah. the fact that, like, because Medea's gone to jail, she's gone to witness protection. <laughs> like, that's what I mean about, like, this one idea. I but love the, the idea of the yeah. one idea. And then she keeps adding on to it and like she goes to college i love that but i yeah and that's really true that's yeah, I love true that. yeah what i and I, what, the same thing i like about about medea is what i like about what i liked about when i saw this episode of uh her being a is that that just never ending support yeah that yeah, yeah. big huge heart yeah that will tell you like it is if they need to do right, right. They will do what it takes to help you yeah. whether or not you like it. Mostly you're not going to like it. Yeah. And, but it's, it's. <laughs> hence the comedy. Hence, you know? <laughs> and, and, and comedy ensues. Right? Yeah. Um, so maybe she, she became that woman to, she created her own mother in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like what she wanted. Yeah. Or felt lacking. That's cool. Um, so she died at the age of 66 in 1966 oh. of heart failure. Oh, she's young. I know, right? 66 She did young. a lot. Yeah. Um, All that writing. Oh, that's amazing. I know, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm going to look up, uh, see if I can find those clips and I'll put it on our Patreon page. Can I tell you something else? Yes, please. Yes, do that. So this is what I thought was really interesting. I watched the episode. Uh-huh. And in this episode, there's a young boy who's trying to just buck the system in college. And he's like, I'm going to take all the throwaway classes, essentially. Okay, right? okay. And she, at the end of the episode, I'm going to give it away, said, tells him off that he should respect his education. Education is an opportunity, da 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 But here's what I think is very funny. She lectures him that these are the classes he's trying to take. Okay. Physical education, music appreciation, and film history is a waste of a learning opportunity, which 
And that those are the classes taking, which two things I think is interesting. First of all, that's definitely what I majored in. (laughs) I ended up being a Pilates teacher, physical education, um, studying music and theater. Um, Second thing, that is what she did for a living. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, right? But But for her, that's not education. And I wonder if that's how the mindset, even someone in the arts. Yeah, yeah. Who under yeah. thought, well, but that's not an education. Yeah. Whereas now we realize there's a lot to be gained through that. Or it could be in line with her trying to assimilate. To. And appeal to the mainstream to the, because who, that's, right. you know, what was in, in the ether of saying. That you know. said, I think, I don't think you could major in acting. Right, right, You know, right, at, the, right, at right. that time you'd go to the actor studio or you'd go to, you know, if that's what you didn't go to college for that. That's true. But but then when you and I were coming up, you could yeah. absolutely major in theater, major yeah, in music. Absolutely. Um, and you were going to work really hard to do it. Yeah. You know, it was you not a, it wasn't like a slack off. It was the opposite. In fact, you had more things you had to do. But becoming a performer is, you know, more, I would say probably, well, since probably the 60s because of the the turn of modern acting technique. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it started to become a legitimate, like, you know. Arts. And, yeah, and that it became part of the humanities. Even if you end up teaching, yeah. Right, like it became part of the humanities. Yeah. Um, and, and for me, I majored in theater, and it's definitely given me a, a solid base for my career that has yeah. very little to do with theater, <laughs> yet I use it a lot. Well, I loved her. She sounds great. She's awesome, right? Original Mrs. Goldberg. I love it. That was for you, girl. Well, I'm glad you did her because my lady is uh, the complete opposite. Um, All right. Terrible person. Let's do this. (laughs) You know me. I like the bad girls. Um, So my notorious woman. Oh, let me just move this so I can stop making all that noise. Excuse all the. So my notorious woman this week is Anita Bryant. Do you know that is? Yes. Why? Why do I know this name? Let's see. Oh, shit. So Anita Bryant was born on March 25th, 1940 in Barnesdall, Oklahoma, to Lenora A. Berry and Warren Bryant. Okay. Her parents divorced when she was very young. And so after their divorce, her father went into the army and her mother went to work, taking her children to live with their grandparents temporarily. Okay. So that was unusual. Her mother. That is unusual. Yeah. Um, But you got to do what you got to do. When yep. she was about two years old, her grandfather taught her to sing Jesus Loves Me. Do you know that song? Yes, Jesus, Jesus Loves Me. Fun fact, that was one of my favorite songs. Oh, really? When I was in high school. And my mom was like, really? Because it's propaganda. <laughs> it's it's taught to little kids because we all remember it. I was in a play. I, we did the Spoon River Anthology and the Spoon River oh, Anthology is a bunch yeah, of poems, right? Yeah. And so there, there was a scene where we all stood around and we were like young kids singing, yes. Jesus, and we yeah. were all at the theater camp. And he's like, let's sing the song. And everyone was like, <laughs> How many people are Jewish? <laughs> like 90%. <laughs> and they were making those poor kids sing that song. We were, but, but no, we were all like, this is a beautiful it's song. It's a beautiful you song. Guys, why didn't you teach this to And me? they usually teach it to little kids. And you then know? I would and then I would sing, yes, Moses loves me. And my mom would be like, he doesn't know you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love your mother so much. That's you awesome. You would love my mother. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so her grandfather's like, get on out there and sing. So she began singing. Um, she loved it. Two years and, old. That's young. Yeah. 
At the age of six, uh, she began singing on stage at local fairgrounds in Oklahoma and occasionally sang on the radio and television. Oh, wow. Because, you know, she obviously had a pretty voice, but they love little girls in their pretty dresses singing. So Super cute. But eventually she was invited to audition uh, when author Godfrey's talent show came to town and she auditioned, got the gig and began a professional singing career. Okay. So in 1958, at the age of 18, she also entered the Miss Oklahoma pageant and won. Okay. So this is like a very like, um, you know, middle America, Christian, you know, beauty queen, like, you know, the things that they say that we all, no matter what our class, our race or our religion should be. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 1958. So the following year, she was the second runner up in the Miss America pageant. Okay. That's not so bad. That's pretty good. Uh, Right after graduating from Tulsa's Will Rogers High School. Two years later in 1960, she married Bob Green, a Miami DJ. Um, Though now married, she continued her career. And Bob actually gave up his DJ career to manage her musical career. Okay. That's not a good idea. No. That's no. Ne- that never works. <laughs> I find it Go to work, I'll hire someone else. Uh, sometimes it works, but it just depends. It really depends. Uh, sometimes the husbands are good managers. Sometimes they're not. Uh, I'm shaking my head no. <laughs> it's just never a By good idea. By all accounts, this actually was a good idea. Okay. It was a good match. All right. But you know, it's so interesting for those of you who don't know, for context now, usually, generally when you start out singing uh christian music religious music yeah secular singing secular music non-christian music is looked down upon especially around this time yeah you know famously like amy grant did it amy grant in the 90s but even before that like uh aretha franklin who just recently passed she talked about you know that was a big deal because her father was a pastor Mm. uh so to make that leap to secular music was a big like it was like kind of scandalous. You were basically going from being the best kind of person to being the yeah. maybe like on the edge of the worst yeah. kind of person. Because you're singing for, for Jesus and then you go singing for Satan, you know. So, basically, yeah. Basically. yeah. <laughs> uh, so just keep that in context. But she it, she didn't really seem to have any blowback from that. And okay. perhaps because she didn't rise through the ranks with singing religious music, she started singing both secular and religious Pretty music. early. Yeah. Pretty six, early, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so she now over the span of her career, she released several albums on the Carlton and and Columbia labels. Her first album titled and released in 1959, uh, contained songs like till there was you and other songs from other Broadway shows. Her second album here, Anita Bryant in your home tonight contains paper roses and wonderland wonderland by night. So she sang a lot of like back then, I feel like women sang standards, Broadway stuff, yeah. you know, but she was pretty wholesome. Um, so all in all, she had a pretty good career. People say, some people, it's so funny, like I did some research. Some people are like, oh, she had a modest career, modestly successful career. And then other people are like, oh, it wasn't successful at all. But I'm like, well, she released all these things and she actually had hits because in total, she had 11 songs on the U.S. Hot 100. No, she was successful. Yeah, so... Um, you don't always have to be Beyonce to be successful. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, you know what I mean? Don't let, don't, don't let Beyonce get you down. Yeah, you exactly. She had a modest pop hit. So she also did, like I said, secular music. Tear There Was You in 1959. I love that, that song. That came in at, 19, at number 30. 
Um, and so she sang songs from The Music Man. I know that's one of your favorites. I love The Music He's a Music yeah. Man. And he plays clarinets for the kids in the town. And the big brass bass, big brass bass. And the piccolo, the piccolo uniforms too. With a shiny gold braid on a coat. And a big red stripe running. You didn't think you know, I was going to do that whole I thing, love did you? That, I love that uh, musical. And now I think about it. Like that guy looks so old to be playing that character. <laughs> When I was a kid, I love that musical. Oh my god, I was. I told you I was in it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I remember he he always he was so good. Like yeah, Richard, something. But he he's way. It's kind of like Greece. Like they're way too old to be playing high school. John Travolta. <laughs> uh, You're thirty two. <laughs> still so great. In 1969, so she went on and she had this um, successful career. Eleven top 100 hits. And um, most of her hits, not most, a few, quite a few of her hits sold over a million copies, which made it certified gold. Yeah. And for young people out there, selling a million copies is still a big deal. But back then it was especially a big deal. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. That's why when people are like modestly successful, I'm like, no, a million copies. If you compare it to Beyonce today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I remember, I think in the 90s when they were like platinum, I was like, what's platinum? That's 10 million records. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, with the boy but, bands. And that was like the 90s. Yeah. That suddenly became like a thing. It became but a before thing. before that. Yeah. It, but gold records happening. Was a, is a big deal. Yeah. Million copies. So, uh, so she went on and her career started to sort of wane, you know, but in 1969. So she started in like 58, 59. So that's for a pop career. That's pretty, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, honestly, yeah. it's about right. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So she, but in 1969, she became a spokeswoman for the Florida Citrus Commission, and nationally televised commercials featuring her singing "Come to the Florida Sun- Sunshine Tree" and stating um, the tag, the commercials tagline: "Breakfast without orange juice is like a day without sunshine." Why does that sound familiar? <laughs> yeah. So um, also orange juice is just sugar, but anyway. Yeah, exactly. Later, the slogan became "It isn't just for breakfast anymore" because they're trying to sell more orange juice. Also, orange juice is just sugar, you guys. Yeah, I'm from Florida, and I have to say, growing up in Florida, like you could literally just pick an orange off a tree, and it's delicious. That sounds nice. I didn't appreciate it until I moved to New York, and then you couldn't eat oranges anymore. And the oranges were disgusting, awful. I know. Oh they're my still god, better in California. Yeah, because I stopped eating them when I moved to New York. I was like, this is not an orange. Like, no, I don't know what that thing is. It's so funny because you don't know it when you're growing up. You're like, yeah, all oranges taste this delicious. And I know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. California. Like, I think Florida was year round. California had it's like uh, like October, November, December. Oh, oranges okay. were amazing. Yeah. And then they were fine. And then, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're not amazing ever. No, in New Florida York. oranges are delicious. Um, that shit's real, you guys. Yeah. But so, the orange juice. Yeah, it's orange juice sugar. is just sugar. Yeah, um, Yeah, All you have to do is give it to a kid and you'll see the difference. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so she became like a, a like a famous spokesperson, like a celebrity spokesperson for different products. Orange juice, Coca-Cola, Kraft Foods, Holiday Inn, and Tupperware. Oh. In the 1970s, which is very lucrative. People don't realize those kinds of things. That's why you see like uh, Marie Osmond doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And like this stuff is very, and very lucrative. And a lot of it isn't as lucrative as it used to be. Right. Like, but it's still lucrative. Then, yeah, back like, then. Yeah. You buy five houses on that shit. Yeah. It, yeah, basically. Uh, in the 1970s, she teamed up with the Disney character Orange Bird, with whom she appeared in several orange juice commercials. <laughs> She also sang the Orange Bird song and narrated the Orange Bird record album. This sounds terrible. 
It's a very Florida thing. In 1969, she performed. The National- is like, I understand her, but you wouldn't. Yeah. When I looked up this commercial, I was like, that looks vaguely um, familiar. So I don't know if after she stopped doing it, they just kind of like. It sounds familiar to me, yeah. too, that they maybe brought it back at some point. Yeah, or, or something similar to it. Yeah. So, yeah. Because uh, this is way before our time. But um, in 1969, she performed the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Uh, she sang the battle hymn of the Republic, which is a red flag. If, for people who don't know that, my eyes have seen the coming of, of the, the glory co- of the Lord. That's not the word. Isn't that it? Yeah. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. They have visited every horse where the grapes of wrath are stored. It's basically a battle cry for the Confederacy, but yeah. So, yeah. Fun fact, that same play that I was in where I learned, yes, Jesus loves me, I also sang the Battle Hymn of the Republic, <laughs> which is why I know any of those words. Yeah, it's so. been 30 years. I know, because it's still but, in our head. But no, was, no, I was no, like, no, why no. am I singing no, no, the song? No, 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 no. So, yeah. Fun fact, nobody knew it was for the Confederacy. No, yeah. We didn't know, because they were very good at their propaganda. Bunch of Jewish liberals uh, were like, what? What's wrong? <laughs> we didn't even, we didn't know that either, so. Uh, it so makes sense, though. Yeah. I see. So she sang at the uh, the halftime show at the Super Bowl, and then in 1971 at the graveside services for uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, President Lyndon B. Johnson, in 1973. Yeah. In 1980, she hosted a two-hour television special, The Anita Bryant Spectacular. She recounted her autobi- autobiography, appeared in medleys of pre-recorded songs, and interviewed Pat Boone. The West Point Glee Club and General William Westmoreland participated. So basically, they used this to have these like kinds the of things. This sounds like the thing. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they're like, let's just whip some black people for funsies. We're not trying uh-huh. to offend. No. But I just feel like that's the, the vibe it's I'm getting. A lot getting. of, yeah, yeah. A lot of, it's lot interesting of, you pick up on that. So, yeah. A committed um, conservative. She participated right, okay. in. See, I knew we yeah. were going there. Something about the orange juice in Florida. I just couldn't get past Those it. are my people, Florida. So uh, She participated fun. in a rally for decency. Ooh, decency. At the Orange Bowl. That's a word. <laughs> to, at the Orange Bowl to protest the controversial onstage behavior of Jim Morrison of the Doors in 1969. Oh, my God. In 1977. Did he say a bad word? Ew. Yeah. Now, this was in 1969 when everybody's like, free love, baby. Yeah. Let's let, can we all just get along, you know, before... We said that, but anyway. Right. Um, in 1977, <laughs> Dade County, Florida, near oh, the yeah. Miami area, yeah. passed an ordinance sponsored by Bryant's former friend, Ruth Shack that prohibited, prohibited discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation. Okay. Anita Bryant led a highly publicized campaign to repeal the ordinance mm. as the leader of a coalition she called Save Our Children. Wow. Because in the ordinance, they so they prohibited discrimination. Uh-huh. And basically the ordinance was to allow uh, people who are openly homosexual uh-huh. to be teachers. Right? Just yep. be teachers. That seems... Like a you know. reasonable thing to do. Yeah. So uh, the campaign was based on conservative Christian beliefs regarding mm-hmm. the sinfulness of homosexuality mm. and the perceived threat of homosexual recruitment of children and child molestation. 
So Anita stated around huh. this time. Oh, uh, yeah. Quote, what these people really want hidden behind obscure legal phrases is the legal right to propose to our children that theirs is an acceptable alternative way of life. But I will lead such a when, crusade to stop it as this country has not seen before. You know, when I quote. helped out, when I volunteer at my children's school, I talk about the kind of sex I have with my husband all the time. <laughs> That's just part of who I am. And that is what I do yeah. when I'm around children. Yeah. Because that's what we do, that's right? That's what we do, yeah. That's normal. Yeah, it's normal. Yeah. So yeah. if I were a homosexual, yeah. I would be telling all the children all the time about the sex I have with my wife or girlfriend. Yeah. Because that's what it is when you work with children. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that, that's what we do. Just so you know, before you write in, that is sarcasm. Yes. Yes. Well, if you've listened to any of our shows. Yeah, you and if you that. haven't, just like listen to other shows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't um, understand. I remember hearing about this growing up because this yeah. is, we were kids. Yeah. And I, the the way that they sold that shit, man, save our children, fuck you, man. But in, during this time, let's not fucking forget that uh, priests were yeah. oh, carrying on molesting yeah. hundreds of Thousands, thousands of children. Thousands. Okay. I'm just, I'm just going to leave that right there. On top of that whole thing you yeah. heard about the orphanages yeah. where they murdered children. Oh. I mean, yeah. really? Yeah. Someone who happens to be gay? But Anita's like, not in my backyard. Oh, bitch. Go on. Go uh, on. So her campaign, Save Our Children, mm. marked the beginning of an organized opposition to gay rights that spread across the nation. So keep in mind that. So that um, bitch right there. Yeah. Okay. So keep in mind, I'm never Stonewall. drinking orange juice again, y'all. <laughs> Stonewall happened in '69. Yes, right. So this ordinance was passed in uh, where is it? Mm, da, da, da. Is in it 1977. Yeah. So eight years later. So Stonewall kicked off the civil, the gay rights movement. Right. You know, they're making some progress, trying to be like stop harassing us when we're trying to go to bar and hang yeah. out and have a beer. Let me like live my life. Like That's and stop it. like trying to blackmail me, just picking us up, putting us in paddy wagons mm-hmm. and taking our ID to blackmail us. Just yep. leave us alone, right? Yeah. So eight years later she's like, Anita's like, no, you want to make a living by teaching? I don't think so. Ew, gross. Uh, <laughs> so now her campaign, like I said, sparked the anti gay rights movement. Thanks. In nineteen seventy seven. Yeah. You are a Jerry Falwell precious gem. Yeah, Jerry Falwell went to Miami to help her. Oh, he would do that. Yeah, he He's would. so helpful. Of course. During the campaign, she made several other statements like, quote, as a mother, I know that oh. homosexuals cannot biologically reproduce children. They must freshen their Actually, ranks. Actually, they can. They, well, they must freshen their ranks with our children. They will use money, drugs, alcohol, any means to get what they want. If gays are granted rights, next we'll have to give rights to prostitutes and to people who sleep with St. Bernard's and to nail biters, end quote. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Where do we begin to unpack? I'm going to just say, what she got against nail biters? First of all, what the (laughs) fuck is a nail biter other than someone who fucking bites their nails, which is like just a bad habit you should maybe. But you know, I bet. Maybe get like a manicure and it'll stop I bet you women of her ilk thought that that was sinful. Oh, that (laughs) bitch right there. Okay. Now, now here, I have to say that I actually remember, I was like, 
11, 12. I just... Remember this logic? Remember this yeah. logic. Yeah. It's still well, around today, actually. Give them their rights. Well, what stops bestiality? <laughs> well, since a dog can't give his consent... That stops bestiality. That's dog rape. Because that's dog rape. Uh, poor doggy. Also, the one guy who wants to rape a dog <laughs> is not my concern. Just take the dog away from him. Yes, granted. Still, nope. Not nope. Yeah. Well, what about polygamy? Right. Okay. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to say about that. My honest opinion is that if all three people are super happy in a consensual relationship why the fuck do I care? Yep. Why is that my business? I don't know. I mean, I would like to have two husbands. I mean, uh, right? That sounds awesome that to sounds me. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I might only want to have sex with one. Yeah. But, but the other one can do the dishes. Yes. Do you know what I mean? He's like the house nanny. The other one He's will watch. home all the time. The other one will watch uh, Insecure with me. While the other yes. one goes to work and like makes all the money. That sounds you know, we great. We share a pint of ice cream and watch Insecure. Come I on. think the other one might be gay. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the gay husband. Yeah, like, like, oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's straight. Yeah, That's, I know. Yeah, yeah. that happens. Um, yeah, but if, yeah, it's. But we, we do all kinds of women on this podcast. Yes, we do. You know me. I'm taking another one you for the team. You gotta do it. You're doing it. Do uh, it. So, <laughs> Keep going. We're about yeah. to power through. So uh, on her crusade to hate nail biters. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, Fuck those nail biters. <laughs> she also said, quote, all America and all the world will hear what the people have said. And with God's continue to help, we will prevail in our fight to repeal mm. similar laws throughout the nation. That. End quote. So she's like. Fuck that. Fuck. I'm, we're going we're gonna to get a repeal to Dade County and all over the country. Right? So, again, anti-gay movement. That uh, always happens. People I make mean, a little progress. And people are like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Um, on June 7th, Ugh. 1977, after getting over 66,000 signatures. 66,000 bad people. Okay. To trigger a special election, her campaign led to the repeal of the anti-discrimination <gasps> ordinance. By a margin of sixty nine to thirty one percent. I mean, I don't know why I'm shocked. So she but succeeded. I'm still sad. Uh, reminds us of the times we're living in now. Doesn't it though? Uh, in retaliation, the gays are like, "Oh, really, bitch? Yes. Okay, all right." Okay. Uh, the gay community organized a boycott of orange juice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I was on it. You heard me. I was ready. Yeah. At gay bars all over North America, they stopped serving screwdrivers, which is what vodka and orange juice. Vodka and orange juice. um, And replaced them with the quote, Anita Bryant cocktail, (laughs) which was made with vodka and apple juice. Yep. Sales and pros. disgusting, but okay. I know, but they're like, fuck you. Yep, I'm I would have drink that drink. Swill. And fine. I don't drink, but I would have no, that No, you would drink. just order yes. it and say, Miriam, drink this. Yes. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> Sales and proceeds went to gay rights activists to help fund their fight against Bryant and her campaign. That's brilliant. You know, yeah. the gay rights movement is brilliant. Yes, yes. It's brilliant. Yes. I feel like the women's rights movement, the feminists can look to them well you know they all kind of hit around the same time you know usually like you know you have uh the black civil rights movement in the 60 early to mid 60s and then the women's right movement you yeah. know learned 
Because people get empowered. But they're really good at focusing on one thing Mm -hmm. and getting behind that one thing. That is very true. And that's one thing. I think in the feminist movement, we tend to fight amongst them uh, ourselves i think there's there's a little bit of racism going on which is not helping situation so i was trying to be nice but it's a lie it's a lot of racism i mean it it is it's and it's it's but you're right the gay community is like the more you see yeah the the gay community is like no let's get uh anti-discrimination laws just like let's get gay marriage let's get that yeah they do one thing at a time and they're very smart yeah and we we could take a, you know. I mean, it's, it's one thing to be, um, there's something to be said about being focused on something, you yeah. know, one thing. Uh, and I think they probably took their cue from the civil rights movement in a lot of ways, like, let's do boys, bus boycott. Yes. Let's do this. Let's do that. Yes. Let's focus on one thing first. It's brilliant. And then make, you know, progress in that way. So all these, these, all of these, like, activism and all of these these movements really sort of build on they learn from the mistakes of the previous one so yeah i think by the time we got to 69 the gay like gay rights movement yeah. and then 77 they're like all right bitch really okay yeah okay so <laughs> now her save the children save our children yeah. campaign a lot of people say uh many historians say that it kicked off the modern conservative christian right movement yeah i believe it that we're having yeah that's showing him up in politics it started around this time the late 70s I'm thinking, when they started to yeah. merge even though we live in separation of church and state in america we're supposed to do we they this is when they started to um especially the conservative party the republican party became really sort of yeah, if you um, look up the United Christian States of America, if mm-hmm. just like Google that, mm-hmm. it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. They don't want this to be separation of church and yeah, state. Yeah, no, they don't. No, no. So, um, but so a lot of people think it's with Anita Bryant. That's when it started, the conservative Christian right See, movement. I look at my children and I think, you know, it really is important that I raise you right because one person can fuck it all up. Yeah. Yeah. Her efforts emboldened such figures like Pat Robertson and Jerry Falwell, Mm. uh, who both took anti-gay sentiments and began fusing it with political activism on a national scale. Thanks, guys. That same year, Florida legislatures approved a measure prohibiting gay adoption. What? The ban was overturned, took 30 years to overturn it. Are you shitting It did. It wasn't overturned until November 25th, 2008. The that's Florida. I'm That's my people. To, I'm trying to calm. That's I'm trying to people. calm. That's why people ask breathe. me. They're like, "What Florida's like?" Um, my people are special. They they special. Mm-hmm. They don't um, like they're special people. People who are not them. They like Florida themselves. is the South. No, don't I, don't be mistaken. It is the South. Just because so. Disney World is yeah, no. <laughs> not mean. <laughs> That's the South. Um, so yeah, it took thirty years. Um, That's fucking insane. It's crazy. That's insane. And it was only then that uh, Judge Cindy uh, Litterman, yeah, Letterman, 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 Letterman. How do you spell it? L E D E R. I'm going to go with Lederman. Lederman, right? Yeah. I was looking for an I. Cindy Lederman declared it unconstitutional. You think? It, Thank you, Judge. For 30 years, it has been unconstitutional. Yeah. That's Florida. Fucking so Florida. she would go on to lead, Anita would go on to lead several more campaigns around the country to repeal local anti-discrimination ordinances. Who so, repeals the good shit? If you're, I mean, under the, the name of Jesus, this is why. This is what our Christianity current... is fighting this. Yep. And that's why yep. we have everyone's winning. The Republicans are all winning and yep. they're still being aggressive against things. Why is that? Roe v. Wade's gone, ladies. Yeah, it's, it's gone. Good. So that's this is like this is that's why I kind of wanted to do her because I'm like, this is what we have to look forward to. 
I'm just saying. Um, so she, uh, so her campaigns went to uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, Wichita, Kansas, and Eugene, Oregon. In 1978, her success led to the Briggs Initiative in California, which would have made pro-gay statements regarding homosexual people or homosexuality by any public school employee cause for dismissal. So it's not enough to discriminate against people who are openly gay, but if you say anything nice about gay people, you could be fired. So here's what I'm going to say. Okay. I have a lot of opinions. (laughs) They're very strong. Yeah. They're very strong. Yeah. We like to think that we live in a free country. And Mm -hmm. when we were children, we would say, it's a free country. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, that's freedom of speech. And somehow the KKK can go around spouting hateful shit that causes people to yeah. die. And that's under freedom of speech. Yeah. But this bitch right there can yep. pass these fucking laws yep. about how what you can say, say in a positive, helpful way towards some human. Not even do anything. Just saying just it. Just saying it. And that can get you fired. That, my yeah. friends, is not a free country. Yeah. That is not a free country. That is not a country we protect. Pre- Pretend to pretend be. to be. Yeah, that's not. What yeah. are we celebrating the Fourth of July? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, this is. A <laughs> Does she die in a fiery pit? Uh, I'm getting there. Okay. Um. So yeah. So that's what she. The Briggs Initiative in California, 1978. Grassroots liberal organizations organized to defeat the initiative. Uh, they they garnered their they girded their loins and gathered mm-hmm. their people. Um, party, the, the days before the election, the California democratic party opposed the proposed legislation. So they formally came out against it. President Jimmy Carter, governor, Jerry Brown, former president, Gerald Ford and former governor, Ronald Reagan, then planning a run for presidency. Yes. The 78 all voice opposition to the initiative. Because see, Reagan was not, oh, he's a piece of shit, but there's a levels of shit. Right? Yeah. He was a lower level of shit. Well, no, so well, he just... Well, no, then he was a piece of shit No, later. by by today's standard, uh, yeah, Reagan was, was actually... Yeah, because other than the whole... AIDS thing. H- HIV doesn't exist kind of thing, and m- millions of people suffered, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, it's hard to They also to They voiced opposition to the, her initiative. That is... I'm and it ultimately it suffered a massive defeat at the polls. Thank you, Jesus. In California. There, I said. Mm-hmm. And it, so she became one of the first persons to publicly uh, be pied as a political act in her case on television. So she's going around, and gay people were furious. In Des Moines, Iowa, 1977, she's like sitting there at a table talking her rhetoric mm. and she was pied in the face. So just a pie, yes. like an actual pie, it pied her in the face. That's, Very famous. That's satisfying. So uh, once it happened, the guy sitting next to her was like, get him. And she's like, no, no, no. At least it's a fruit pie. Making a pun on the derogatory term of fruit for a gay man. She is so funny. Yeah. While covered in pie, she began to pray to God to forgive the activist for, quote, his deviant lifestyle, end quote, before bursting into tears as the cameras continued rolling. Oh, wait, wait, where's my fiddle? I, I, oh, I want to see the oh, fiddle. Oh, oh, where oh, is it? Oh, there's <laughs> Oh, so many tears to cry. He's a poor little bitter little yep. fiddle little bitter. What you're doing in your private bedroom is hurting my feelings so yes. much that I have to cry. So you're going to cry tears yeah. of pain. And yep. suffering. So, yeah. my, my husband my said that getting tired. 
Yeah. I'm tired. Now, her husband, Bob Green, he's there. Uh, he said that he wouldn't retaliate, but followed, he wouldn't retaliate against the protester who pied her, um, but followed the protester outside and threw a pie at him. I mean, that's All her right. husband. I get it. All right. Yep, I get it. All right. That's By fine. this time, gay activists ensured that the boycott on Florida orange juice had become more prominent, and it was supported by many celebrities, including Barbara Streisand, yes. Ben Midler, mm-hmm. Paul Williams, Dick Clark, who Bryant had appeared on his show several times um, while she was singing. Right, right. Vincent Price, who joked in a television interview that Oscar Wilde's A Woman of No Importance referred to Anita Bryant. (laughs) John Waters, Carol O'Connor, Linda Lavin, Mary Tyler Moore, the list goes on and on, and Billie Jean King, Jane Fonda. All my Nick at Night people, yes. Uh, David Allen Coe wrote a song called Fuck Anita Bryant, which appeared on his 1978 album Nothing Sacred. In 1978, Bryant and her husband wrote a book because they mm. want to bring their their goodness to all of us. Well, yeah, spread the love. Um, about their campaign uh, in the book called At Any Cost. Yeah. Now, like I said. Fuck America over it. Yeah. Any cost. So her name basically became synonymous in the gay community and pretty much, well, I mean, mostly in the gay community. Uh, to Her name became synonymous with bigotry and homophobia. Mm. Yeah. In 1980, ha <laughs> ha. She divorced her husband, Bob Wait, Green. that's immoral. <laughs> I don't understand. We live in the Christian states of America. Yes. Marriage is for life. Yes. Your body is a sacred temple that belongs to your husband, husband who purchased you. Forever. <laughs> purchased you with his words. With his words? Fidelity. Maybe? And who's going to sign yeah. any contract you ever sign? Who's going to open up a checking account I don't you. understand. You obviously can't buy a house. No. No, you're not but your little lady brain. No, no. Uh, those boobs are in the way. <laughs> so she filed for divorce, citing emotional abuse and latent suicidal thoughts. I don't know what that means, but okay. What? Sometimes in a divorce, people just put down what the lawyer says. Mm. So you never know. Well, I think she was just really emotional because her period was coming. Oh, oh, that's what that's it is. That's the oh, only I thing forgot. I can think of. I forgot. Because why would you leave a man? I know. Why? That why? doesn't make sense. I don't, I don't. Weird. Um, <laughs> so Bob, her husband, refused to accept this, saying that his fundamentalist, his fundamentalist religious beliefs did not recognize civil divorce, and that she was still his wife in God's eyes. Many la- many well, years later, sweetheart. Later, I think um, the word is karma. But... Now, like you and I have done briefly, right before I, you know, uh, a few minutes ago, the mm. divorce drew criticism <gasps> of hypocrisy. What? From the Christian right regarding her Christian marriage. I mean, I thought you had values. Yeah. Which, um, and which she herself had championed and the deterioration of the deterioration of the family against which she had preached. Well, obviously. Yeah. So hypocrisy. That makes no sense. But it's always something you want to do until you need to do it. Right. You're against it until you need to actually do it. It's kind of a running thing with republicans it's like i'm no there are good people out there who are oh yeah i mean because you do have fiscal republicans and and you have republicans who really are honestly horrified at what's happened to their exactly their party but like in general it's like i don't like gay people or gay rights oh wait that person's gay well i mean i want to protect that person but they're still 
there's still this like, well, overall, it's not good. But obviously, I want all the best for that or person. Or marriage is bad. A divorce is bad until I need a divorce. Until I need a divorce. Like, <laughs> do you give do you give a woman a right to be a person or right. not? Right. Yeah. And that you, 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 you really have to pick one. You can either never divorce ever. Yeah. And nobody ever can. Or you're immoral. Yeah. You're anti-God, all that bullshit. Right. Or... It's more complicated. That means you cannot stand on a pedestal and spout all this shit about what you think is right and your morality of hoisted on other people. I've been I've been preaching a lot today. I feel like (laughs) them's the times, girl. Exhausted. Them's the times. I know. But you know, I do have to say, um, we do not believe what this woman believes. But I have to say, there is something about a woman like this saying, "Yeah, I am going to get a divorce." I, th- I don't know what's going on in her marriage, I'm, but I'm fascinated. I, you know, but she's also the kind of woman to be like, you know, don't put your business out in the street. So we probably will never know. Um, I wonder if he hit her. I wonder. I mean, you know, and she didn't want to. I'm guessing it had to. Have been it had to been that bad, yeah, yeah, for her to say. Uh, so good for her. I mean, because we're for all women's rights. No, like I. I'm I'm obviously very supportive. Yeah, of that's it, what she wants to do, but, and she shouldn't be criticized for it. But it's just, but bitch, get off your yeah, horse! It's, yeah. it's too high. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. The fallout from her political activism hurt her business and entertainment career because the gays were going in hard on her. They were oh, like, yeah. oh, this bitch is going down. Mm, bye. Uh, her contract with the Florida Citrus Commission was allowed to lapse in 1979 because of all the, and they're losing sales. Yeah, it's all yeah. about the money, baby. Uh, even in a conservative state like Florida, because Florida is definitely a conservative state, yes. especially in 1979. Um, and the negative publicity generated by her political campaigns resulting in the boycott of the Florida citrus of Florida orange juice. In 2007, a side note, her ex Bob, when speaking about the downturn in her career, stated, quote, blame gay people. I do. Their stated goal was to put her out of business and destroy her career. And that's what they did. It's unfair. End quote. Okay, Bob, do you know what your wife was doing at the time when that was their goal? Their goal was to put her out of the business of harassing them. Yeah. So. So this is why you need therapy. This is why you need need uh, some self-reflection in life, you know. Self-awareness. Yeah. Now, some Christian fundamentalist audiences and venues shunned her after her divorce. Well, she divorced. Because she was no longer invited to appear at their events, she lost another major source of income. Oh, no. So she couldn't get those speaking, you know, fees. That's so sad. With three of her four children, she moved from Miami to Selma, Alabama, and later to Atlanta, Georgia. In a 1980 Ladies Home Journal article, she said, quote, the church needs to wake up and find some way to cope with divorce and women's problems, end quote. wait, what? (laughs) I'm sorry. Are you suggesting... That the church should accept what society deems as second-class citizens and give them more rights and be more empathetic to their needs? Yeah. Wait, so taking a second-class citizen of our, our society and and having some kindness mm-hmm. towards them, yep. even though they aren't a again, white man. Again. Straight man. Again. Okay. I'm against that thing until I need that thing. Right. Okay, Okay, I just, yeah. I'm just, just asking for clarity. Let's Thank, just, yeah, okay. that's, that's what okay, it is. Okay, that's what that was. Um, so, yeah, she also, she also expressed some sympathy for feminist aspirations. Because, you know, usually when you're like conservative Christian values is usually anti-feminist. For those of you I mean, who don't it know just that. is. It's, it's just usually because like it's, it's we're not we're, yeah. we're not like judging it. It just is. Yeah, but she's a woman's trying place to, is in the home. Right. They're they are the second of their man. Yeah. 
I know because they've told me this. Yes, yes. It's not like hearsay. Yes. I grew up in a town that did this. Yes. And that is, and the woman yep. is second to the man. And they've progressed. I will tell you this. When I had, long story, I'm not going to go into it, that <laughs> the man and woman are equal mm. unless, unless you have no, unless you really can't decide. And then the man decides. Uh, this oh. is kind of their point of view now. Oh, okay. So, oh, yeah. We they're trying to go with the times. So they were. So they're they're engaging in the Anita Bryant uh, no, form of no, thinking. They're, they're trying to go beyond it. Because yeah. this is what by I've, saying it's not always the man. man. Okay. Sometimes the woman can choose. Okay. But on the Sometimes. big, most important things, the man brain. Obviously, wins the man out. brain has to okay. win out. It's a man brain. So women are pinky, and men are the brain. There you go. Okay. Okay. The brain, 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 brain. And you know brain. what brain wants to do? He wants to Plot take over to the take world. take over the world. <laughs> I just All right. <laughs> I love Pinky and the brain. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's so interesting that, you know, again, you are against something until you need it. Um, <laughs> I'm so tired of stupid people. Now, so you think she's gone beyond. You're like, oh, maybe she's learning. She's opening up. So, I'm guessing in that same no. interview. <laughs> um, so, now, she said that she feels this way now about the women's problems uh, because of her own experiences of emotional abuse within her previous marriage. So oh, maybe it was. So you had to have your own experience yeah. before you could be nice to other people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, My fiddle that same... just fell on the ground. It started crying for itself. Yeah, now in that same interview, uh, she commented on her eight anti-gay views and said, quote, I'm more inclined to say live and let live. Just don't flaunt it or try to legalize it. End quote. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. still around today. Okay. Now, in 2012... So, in a, if you don't want to legalize it, you want it to be illegal. illegal. Yeah. So, if it's illegal, then you can be arrested for falling in love with the same sex. Yeah. But we have to say, okay, we're, uh-huh. we're going to give Anita her, her, her due kudos. Get it, girl. What? For her to be, to get to that point, live and let live, to even say those words, no, that's, that's huge for her. Because that bitch was... Yeah. So, well, you know, but still, uh, we do not like her. Uh, in a 2012 <laughs> if interview. you were unsure. <laughs> yeah, we do not like her. In a 2012 interview, her son, Robert Green Jr. said, uh-huh. quote, she would be putting a lot more energy into fighting gay rights if she was still, if she still felt as strongly. So he was saying that basically, because she sort of like live and let live, her, her views are not as strong are anti-gay strong. Well, I think, but I think it's because they were like, "Oh, bitch, we coming for you." <laughs> I think first like of all, they put her out of business. I, th- I think she attacked. Yeah, and they retaliated, yeah. and they kind of won. Yeah, with the, her career at least. With her career, yeah, the world kind of fucked yeah. up. But that said, I think for them to get as far as they've gotten, I think there was going to be a backlash. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. if you look at how the world viewed gay people up until the '60s, it was the most shameful major secret horrifying what well, was considered a mental illness it was it really was <laughs> like, how many this is crazy i had to argue my own family yeah when it came to that in the 80s and 90s some members of my family i still have to argue i mean i them. still yeah mm-hmm. like and i and and and, and like 
to me that now as an adult, how can you look at it as a full grown adult? I mean, I was a child and not see it for what it is. Because they don't want to see it. And they don't, part of it is that they don't know it because it was such a shameful, horrible thing. So many gay people married straight. I think I'm going to push back on that a little bit. Some of them know gay people. They just don't want to believe it. They just don't. I've known. They just don't want to believe it. I've known. Because I love it how they're like, what well, says in the Bible, I'm like, it also says you shouldn't mix meat with cheese. Uh-huh. But, uh, but how's your ham and cheese sandwich doing? I just, I just. Is it delicious? Like, and again, the New Testament, Jesus is like, live and let live. Let's all get along, right? Mm-hmm. That's so like. can we focus on that? Because you also, you're eating pork and cheese yeah. right now. And shrimps, scrimps, mm-hmm. which are delicious. It's so good. Uh, So, uh, but you know, I really think that because some people, yes, they just don't have exposure to different kinds of people and they just don't know. And I, if exposed to uh, different kinds of people. But th- I do, I mean, honest to God, some of my family had, at least at that point, and I, I may, very, knew very few. If they knew There's any. some members of my family who know, who will say stuff like, who, no, gay people can be nice. They can be the best friends, but just keep that over there. It's kind of like the attitude she took. I just don't, don't flaunt it in front yeah, of me. Yeah, it's just gross. And that's but I, a I, variation and, of And that. I remember talking to some family members about it when I was a kid. Like, it's fine. Of course it's fine, but they, they don't need rights. And I remember being like, what do yeah. you mean by rights? Yeah. What, what kind? And, yeah. and I agree. They don't I was need like, rights. Yeah. What extra? Well, yeah, they can have extra rights. There are people too. What? Because that's how it was being sold. Oh, that's that's I why, like, I saying. grew up with this conservative thought of like, well, they want extra rights. Well, that that's weird. And what I, are extra rights? I know. I, I like. I didn't. What yeah, I didn't yeah. understand as a child was the level of discrimination. Right. right. And then when None I of us saw did, yeah. the level of discrimination and yeah. under started to understand it, I was like, oh, they need rights just just to just, just to need say that guy who beat me up because I'm gay, he's going to jail, not equal me. Rights. Yeah. Exactly. It's equal, it's not just equal. better than it's like the the, the, the equal rights amendment. It's, it's like just equal rights. we're not women aren't trying to get more rights. We just want equal the same. and equal pay. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean even though we have uh, cured all of society's ills by saying that women should be paid more than men and that would solve everything. I know, right? I mean, you done, know. Done. Um, so, I mean, I can, I can, listen, I'm a, I can be a big woman. Uh, and for her to come to this is really huge considering where she started. Okay. It doesn't mean that we like her. Nope. Uh, but, you know, of a woman of her time and how... Ugh. We don't know if it's because she she lost her career and she's like, oops, I shouldn't have done that. I think society was changing. Too. Yeah. I yeah. think it, and it was just like, it's everywhere. Yeah. Like you're going to be this kind of lone-ish voice. Yeah. So she, yeah. So, I mean, that's what her son who has since then has been like this particular son, because they had four children, sort of been like trying to figure out what went on back in the past. And like, and it's so funny because he's like, he has, um... Uh, gay friends now and they know who his mom is which oh, is shit. really interesting so uh so i'm almost done here so um now she appeared in michael moore's documentary uh roger and me in which he is interviewed uh and travels to flint uh, flint michigan as part of the effort to revitalize its death is devastated local economy okay so now, put your efforts there good job yeah. in 1990 she married her second husband charlie hobson dry but didn't she already uh, profess to Jesus that she was going to be with her first husband for eternity? I, did, I, just, I don't know how that know, works. I, <laughs> the couple tried to reestablish her music career in a series of small venues. Um, 
uh, where they, like in, in Branson, Missouri, in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, where they opened Anita Bryant's Music Mansion. For, for, uh, for haters only. <laughs> the establishment combined her performances of successful songs from her early career uh, to lengthy segments in which she preached her Christian beliefs. Mm, that sounds like fun. Uh, the venture was not successful. Weird. And the Music Mansion, which had missed meeting payrolls at all times, filed for bankruptcy in 2001 uh, with her and her husband leaving behind a series of unpaid employees and creditors. That bitch right there. Cause you and I would have worked for that yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah I feel yeah. like that's the job. You're we like, that's in town. Like, you're like, right. yeah, it's, they're I'll... paying. All right. They hiring. We go mm-hmm. down there. Yeah. She also spent part of the 1990s, uh, in, uh, Branson, Missouri, where this, where the state and federal governments both filed liens against her claiming more than $116,000 in unpaid taxes. Oopsie doodles. Uh, she also filed for a uh, chapter 11 bankruptcy in Arkansas in 1997 after piling up bills from a failed Anita Bryant show in Eureka Springs, a tourist area in Northwest Arkansas. Among the debts were more than 172,000 in unpaid state and federal taxes in that state. So, um, in 1998, Dade County repudiated her successful campaign 20 years later, like I said, against that ordinance, protecting thanks. individuals from discrimination ba- thanks, on the basis Dade County. of... Uh, you woke up! You're welcome, yeah. It's morning. So, they reinstated... Um, they, they struck down that or, the anti-discrimination ordinance. Oh, that's so um, nice of you. Yeah, I know. Mm. In a six to... Seven to six vote. So it was still close. Uh, and in 2002, a Fuckers. ballot initiative to repeal the 1998 law called Amendment 14 was voted down by 56% of the voters. The Florida state, uh, this Florida statute forbidding gay adoption was upheld in 2004 by a federal appellate court against a constitutional I challenge. I want to die. But was what overturned in 2008. Fuck? I don't understand. No. What is your fucking problem? Girl, in 2005, uh-huh. uh, she returned to Barnesdale, Oklahoma, to attend the town's 100th anniversary celebration and to have a street renamed in her honor. Oh, she returned oh. to her high school in Tulsa on in 2007 to perform at the school's annual musical review. She now lives as of I couldn't find a lot on her after like 2007. Yeah, because she's hiding. Yeah, I think she is. <laughs> she now lives in Edmond, Oklahoma as of 2007 and says she does charity work for various youth organizations mm-hmm. while heading the Anita Bryant Ministries International. Uh, though still alive, she has largely vanished from the public. But nice. earlier this year, this oh, year, okay. there was an announcement that the Star Wars screenwriter, Lawrence Kasdan, was going to write and direct a movie for Amazon about her life. The project is reportedly being produced by Bruce Cohen, who also produced Milk, the Oscar-winning film about San Francisco gay rights icon Harvey Milk, Milk. played by Sean Penn. So, here's that. I mean, is she going to make money off of her? That's Anita Bryant. Uh, no, because she's a public figure, so... Oh, so um, he can just... Yeah, it's not... Unless it's based on her her book or something. Right. um, So, that's Anita Bryant. The, uh, right. I'm I'm very fascinated. I yeah. I'm I appreciate learning about her. Yeah, you know, it's my duty. You, you know, gotta, we you gotta can't do just it. do women that no, we admire because yeah. all kinds of women. Look at her bringing up the Christian right and fucking up America. 
a woman did that. A woman did that. You know, that's a great like, point. But it's true. It's like true. we like say men rule the world. No, women fucking fuck up the world yeah, too. Yeah, we do too. Yeah, yeah. we just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, that wraps it up for another episode of Notorious Women Podcast. Remember, guys, to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Notorious WM Pod. Patreon, our, our Patreon page, become a patron. Become a patron. <laughs> and again, Ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand, thousand dollars, hundred thousand. We'll take it. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't be shy. Don't be shy. I don't want you to feel shy. <laughs> Just open your wallets. Just yeah. Um, but you can join for as little as a dollar a month. Yes, you be, can. You can become a and patron, we will be so. just as grateful yes, for the dollar. Yes, we will. We will. So you can go uh, to patreon.com slash notoriouswomen and sign up to become a patron. Email us if you have anybody you want to suggest or if yes, you just want to tell us how pretty we are. Uh, <laughs> I look so pretty on a podcast. <laughs> now. Uh, at notoriouswmpod at gmail.com and our Instagram account is notoriouswomenpodcast. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.